In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This past weekend, nine of us from St. John's journeyed down to Camp McDowell for the 191st Convention of the Diocese of Alabama. And amidst all of the church business that we conducted while we were there, we had the opportunity to hear from the Reverend Dr. Sam Wells, the vicar of St. Martin in the Field in London. Throughout the weekend, Sam Wells talked a lot about finding abundance in the midst of scarcity, a gospel theme which I know I harp on quite often, but it is, I think, an interesting and important theme to return to as we approach these readings today, because both readings point to a scarcity of some kind, and they also point to hope or abundance in the midst of that scarcity. This Isaiah reading is one of my most favorite passages in our scriptures, and it is also one of the passages that I find the most confounding. It is often read at ordinations, likely because of Isaiah's energetic and obedient response to God's call. Here I am, send me. A response that is, in my experience, rare when God's call first graces any of us with its presence. So I like reading it every now and again for a bit of inspiration. But what isn't included in the ordination reading and what was optional for us today is the second half of this reading. And it is not included or is likely optional because it tends to provoke a bit of confusion and damper the mood just a bit. On the one hand, we have Isaiah enthusiastically saying yes to God, this exemplary model of discipleship. And on the other hand, we have this strange and somewhat problematic order from God. Make the mind of this people dull. Stop their ears and shut their eyes so that they cannot return to God and be healed, so that there will be emptiness in the land, and so that that which is left behind will be burned, leaving only a stump. I don't know about you, but this, is not, this does not sound like the God that I know, and it really doesn't make much sense especially as we ourselves grapple with a scarcity of understanding, a scarcity of fully comprehending how God could possibly be working amidst the chaos this pandemic and other global realities have wreaked upon our world. God's words seem to destine us to a life of frustration, not unlike the frustration the disciples of our gospel reading likely felt after working all night long, only to return defeated by a scarcity of fish, empty nets in hand. There is a futility described in both of these readings, a futility rooted in scarcity, a scarcity of the tools needed to understand God and God's will. And on the other hand, a scarcity 
of fish. But I think both of these descriptions of scarcity can speak to our own experience of being human in this day and age. The reason I chose to include the second half of the Isaiah reading is because it seems to me that it can describe what it can sometimes feel like to try to turn to God amidst all of the things going on in our world, amidst all of the demands which weigh upon us, all of those demands that buzz in our ears and cloud our visions and confuse our minds. Furthermore, our gospel reading aptly describes the experience of casting our nets, that is, casting our hopes and our dreams and our desires upon all those things the world tells us are important, upon certain standards of beauty, upon the right job or the right title, upon a quest for wealth or the perfect-looking family or upon something entirely different. Because regardless of what worldly thing we cast our nets upon, this reading describes how that action can leave us feeling not only depleted and a bit empty, but craving something else, something more, something different. Now, I'm sorry to say that I am most likely not going to solve the theological conundrum for you that is in our Isaiah reading, but I would love to talk to you more about it, so come talk to me. But I do want to point out one thing that was brought to my attention earlier this week by a seminary friend of mine. You see, in the entirety of the passage, Isaiah does not record God saying anything about Isaiah preventing the people's hearts from knowing and experiencing or seeking to understand God. And as soon as she pointed this out, I began to wonder if this reading is less of a theological conundrum and more of an invitation, an invitation into a different kind of knowing, a different kind of understanding, a different kind of comprehension that is born not of our ears or eyes or minds, but is born and cultivated and rooted in the very depths of our hearts. And I think maybe her insight could be helpful in finding abundance in the midst of scarcity. That is to say, when we follow Christ, like those disciples did all those centuries ago, and cast our hearts upon the knowledge and love of God as revealed in our scripture and in the breaking of the bread and in the smile of a beloved friend or a person's persistence to try again despite previous failures, we can find the abundance of God blossoming in the very heart of the scarcity of our world. When we strip away or turn away from those worldly things which cloud our eyes and stop up our ears and confuse our minds, and instead cast the net of our hearts upon the ways of God, upon the way which lifts up the lowly and sets the oppressed free, upon the way which forgives even the most tragic of human sin, 
and abides with those who have been relegated to the outskirts of society. That is when we begin to draw in nets which are bursting at the seams. Even when our eyes and ears and minds tell us that there is only scarcity to be found. That is when we begin to draw in the abundance of God which fills those desolate and empty parts of ourselves which are longing for more. So friends, I think our invitation this week might be to examine all of those things which distract and confuse us and instead seek to cast our hearts upon the love and light and grace and joy and beauty of God. That joy and that love and that grace that is found in this community, at this table, in our prayers, and in our world. It is then that our nets will overflow with the knowledge and love and experience of God. And it is then that the scarcity of our world will be transformed into the abundance of God into the abundance of a God who is always with us, even when it feels as if we cannot see or hear or comprehend how. Amen. <laughs>